All right, and welcome to episode 55 of Etc. Etc. I'm your host, Aug Stone. So I finally started reading Finnegan's Wake last week, and I'm loving it, just getting swept away by the language and all the references. I mean, I know a lot about it. I read Anthony Burgess's book, Rejoice, about 15 years ago. And that really helped, you know, with what's going on. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised at how much I, I'm loving it. Perhaps you could have guessed this given all my young Southpaw stories and the way they go. Speaking of which, two singles came out this summer. If you haven't heard them, much appreciated if you want to go check them out. There's videos for both. The first was Humpty Dumpty in HD, which is a deep dive into the nursery rhyme, taken in minor threat. John Cleese, Echo and the Bunnymen, Digital Underground, Casablanca, and a whole lot more. And the second single was a take on Wooly Bully as Ouroboros, in which the mythical snake decides to stop eating its own tail and books a table at a restaurant to try something new. But when they ask what name he'd like the reservation under, he panics and replies, William Burroughs. It was a lot of fun to make. Working on a new Southpaw EP that will be out this fall. Coming along really well. It's going to be called Hopscotch to Heaven. So today's guest is Rachel Love, who was an absolute pleasure to talk to. Dolly Mixture are one of my all-time favorite bands. And before the reissues came out, it was quite a feat to get hold of that stuff. I remember searching and finally finding someone who ran a damned website who copied it for me. And oh man, I still remember that January day in 2004 when the CDs arrived and I sat down to listen and was just blown away. Pop perfection. And Rachel's new album is Ace. Whenever I put it on, I'm struck by how dreamy it is. Pop fans, you'll love it. So let's get to it. All right. We're here today with Rachel Love. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks for asking me. I'm really enjoying the new record and we'll get to that. But my first yeah. question is always, tell me about when you fell in love with music as a child. Well, um, my family were all musicians. So my parents are both violinists. And so we have music in the house all the time. I mean, it wasn't pop music much. I knew about the Beatles, that was about it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then my brothers started getting into music. I had two older brothers. So one liked think, Roxy Music and, yeah, kind of a lot of uh, early 70s stuff. He introduced us to David Bowie. And, and then the one up from me got into punk and the Ramones. I think that was the Ramones was the first band I got really excited about. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. As, as at fourteen, I started getting into yeah, Blondie, Ramones, and what's your favorite Ramones yeah. song? <sighs> Gosh, uh, I don't know. I just love that first album. And I didn't really listen to the lyrics, and they're quite they're quite dark. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, at the time, I didn't even kind of register what they were about, and I just loved 
seeing them all. <laughs> that energy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the Ramones when I was 14. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I got their autographs on a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> Used to get that really um, hard toilet paper. Really nasty, but it's good for writing on. <laughs> <laughs> i've still got it <laughs> really it, it's lasted wow yeah <laughs> i stuck it in my diary <laughs> excellent where was that and that was cambridge corn exchange okay because, yeah all the big bands played there in cambridge and it used to be quite cheap to get in so yeah and there wasn't an age restriction so yeah we went along they obviously weren't Basically. shelling out on toilet paper <laughs> Yeah, no, they were. <laughs> so, when did you decide that music was what you wanted to do? Was there a moment uh, that inspired you particularly? Yeah, I think um, I definitely didn't want to do anything to do with music, and I was going down. I wanted to go to art school, um, but then when Debsy and Hester asked me to be in the band then I really, really did want to do music. I hadn't even thought about being in a band before. Um, but my brother was in a, a punk band called The Users. And uh, so he set us up. He taught Hester a drum beat. And I could already play a bit of guitar. And um, so Desi played bass. We were the other way around to begin with. Debbie wanted to, she loved Led Zeppelin. She wanted to be Jimmy Page. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> um, but at the first rehearsal, we, well, yeah, first few rehearsals, we realized that actually I could play a few chords and she was struggling. So she took up the bass. Yeah. <laughs> was guitar your first instrument or did you pick up the strings? Uh, I, I, yeah, the cello was my first instrument and I played piano as well. But, um, um, I learned from a book, just learned some guitar chords and gradually picked it up. <laughs> so you, you played cello from quite a young age? Yeah, from the age of eight. Wow. My, um, my dad had three sisters who lived up the road and they were all music teachers. So one taught me the piano, one taught me the cello and the other one taught me music theory. <laughs> That nice. was my Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how lucky I was. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> I once uh, went out with a cellist, and I, I'll never forget, she told me that um, she loved the cello, which was almost as big as her, I mean, yeah. uh, size-wise. And she, I remember her saying she loved the cello because she could feel herself pulling the music out of it which I thought was just a brilliant description because yeah. it's just such a large instrument. Yeah. No, I, I, my parents taught me, started teaching me the violin and it's really hard. And then when my aunt got me to play the cello, immediately it was like, oh, this sounds lovely. <laughs> I can make my nice sound on this. <laughs> Not a squeak. <laughs> when learning the guitar, I, I, the violin, just my brain can't, I can't wrap my head around it. My grandfather always played the violin, but having started on guitar and tuning in fourths, when you switch it to having the strings be in fifths, I just, <laughs> it blows, you know, follows yeah, my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah no it was, I was it was great that I had the cello and then later on started using it in in the band later recordings because mm. yeah I'd left all that behind when we was playing the guitar but it was nice to start incorporating it later nice and there's cello on the new record yeah lots, lots <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah, let's let's get into that tell me tell me about making it right well um my husband so i i met my husband 23 years ago um he i was in another band and he was um he signed us to his production company um and yeah that's how we got together anyway and um so we that we had a kid and we were bringing up the kids and then I suppose about 10 years ago we decided that we wanted to just do music for fun because we hadn't really been playing that much um, and we started making albums at home um, so we made we over the years we've made three albums um, unfortunately he got diagnosed with cancer nearly five years ago and um so we were doing a lot more music at home and I started writing uh, yeah he, the kids taught me how to use garage band because I couldn't write on anything I didn't know how to use it <laughs> and I started writing my own music then um and because he was at home a lot more because he hadn't been well uh he said, "Yeah, let's let's do an album, and I'll produce it for you properly." So yeah, we uh, we we did the whole album, and um, he had it all ready to go, and then got really ill, and he he died unfortunately about six months ago. So sorry to hear that. I know, oh, pretty rubbish. Anyway, this album's been sitting, waiting, and I didn't know what to do really with it, and. Um, then an old friend Martin Neal got in touch and said what's happening with your music and I said I just don't know what to do and he said he introduced me to his manager who's been very helpful that's great yeah Johnny's <laughs> and, great <laughs> yeah he's fantastic yeah so it's coming out hooray <laughs> excellent <laughs> <laughs> so it was all done at home all done at home mostly on an iPad yeah wow in fact Steve my husband Steve mixed it all on his iPad and um then a friend of his Steve Power um mastered it but yeah mostly done on an iPad (laughs) (laughs) tell me about choosing the title for it picture in mind well, the 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 title song Primrose Hill is um, was based around a picture. It's a it's a family picture. I think my parents bought it um, when I was a baby, and it's uh, it's always been in the house. and And then they gave it to me, so it's now hangs by my bed. Oh. <laughs> and it's just uh, memories of being of growing up and going to London when we were kids and um, around that area. So we often went to Primrose Hill. Um, but yeah, so I, I wrote that song kind of 
yeah, it's it's about remembering growing up and yeah, when life was a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, the, one of the lines in that song is is the pictures in my mind. So it's the picture in my mind, picture in mind. <laughs> Based yeah. on a literal picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always struck by how dreamy this record is. All right. That's like the overall feeling. I'm just like, wow. And I think Martin, uh, Johnny sent me something Martin wrote for the record about, um, it was like, I forget the exact quote, but it was a like a 60s pop record almost produced by Kraftwerk, which I thought. Oh, right. Interesting. Kind of nailed it. Like there's this really, you know, lush sense, but the, the feel is really that you know, dreamy '60s sort of pop, which I love. So. Yeah, yeah, I love a lot of '60s music. We used to in in Dolly Mitchell, we used to yeah cover hundreds of '60s songs to play live. Was yeah one of our big influences. What, what else did you do besides, because uh, the first seven inch was Baby It's You, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, we didn't want to cover a song. We wanted to do our own songs. As you would. They, <laughs> no record company would let us. <laughs> uh-huh. so I, I think that was our whole career. It was always a fight with various record companies. So we wanted we want to play on our own records and we want to do our own songs and it was always an issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did. We signed to Paul Weller's Respond label um, and had two singles out that way through him. And then um, later on, we signed to this, an independent distributor who um, we put out one more single and the double album of all of our demos, everything we'd ever done, we put on there. Yeah. I remember that was quite a holy grail to find back before the reissue. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, yeah, lots of cassette recordings and all sorts on there. <laughs> and speaking of Dolly Mixture, the second song is a Dolly Mixture song. What, what was it about? that that uh you decided to re-record um well it didn't make the first double album um because they were it was on um demos that we did after we released that so um um it was a song i always like i i wrote the song i was really pleased with the melody and then i took it to the band because we used to then finish things together and Hester said, oh, I've written some lyrics. And they just fitted. It was really weird. It was the easiest song that ever happened. <laughs> nice. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, if me and Debsy have ever played over the years, we've always done that one um, amongst others. And, yeah, I like that song. And I wanted to do it, um, you know, properly rather than just a, a demo. So yeah, I asked Steve if that was okay, and he he liked that song too. Yeah. It was its time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, 
Next up is No More. Tell me about this one. Yes. <laughs> um, naming no names. It's about somebody I knew who was in a relationship and the other person was, couldn't commit, was committed and then couldn't commit and kept breaking it off and on and off and on and off. And she finally went, no more. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, yeah, I just wrote a song about that. <laughs> All right. And the orchestration is what really strikes me about that song. Oh, right. It reminds me almost yeah. of sort of L Records sort of stuff where the, and Simon Fisher Turner was doing with all, yeah, the orchestral backing. I, I really like that. Oh, one. right. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of got a bit of a 60s feel as well, isn't it? The, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I really like, I do um, re I record strings on the, the iPad and then, and then go over them with real strings. So then it's, it makes a, a kind of orchestral sound. Which, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've now got our son, David, the youngest son, um, who Steve and I had together. Um, is a very he's a buzzing producer himself so he's now taken on the job looking after his mum <laughs> speaking of production wise and the whole dreaminess of it I was wondering what what you've been listening to oh right um, yeah I, I love more I suppose dream poppy stuff. I, I like um, hmm. <sighs> I think his name um, Melody's Echo Chamber. I really like, um, and, and I like gentle things. Agnes Obel, um, Hannah Huckleberg, um, Pascal Pinnon. That is kind of really gentle, mostly kind of Scandinavian Icelandic music, I guess. The Scandinavians really know how to do pop music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've always loved Stereo Lab. Nice. <laughs> uh, the next song is Dreaming. Dreaming. What can I say about it? I don't know. That is another, it's a kind of, had that feel, that kind of dreamy feel. Um, yeah, what can I say about it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of about um, what what is real. You know, you've you're faced in life with with circumstances that are pretty rubbish. But is that what has to be real, or can you just? make up your own you can you can make life however you want it to be and um and connect with people even if the circumstances are quite rubbish <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to live into that you can you can create your own world hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the next tune is my favorite on the record 
a long way around. I, I love the synths on this. It's, it's very catchy. All right. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was just yeah playing around on garage. I I really love garage bands because it, it <laughs> it's simple to use and you can just. It's a bit like sketching, so you can take bits out and put bits in. And I, yeah, I I had fun with that one. And I also like the my son played next on up played bass on that one, which um, yeah. He played on a couple of tracks. Um, but yeah, I really like what he did there. It's a little bit, um, I don't know, Fleetwood Mackey, I thought. Really? <laughs> I was writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny what you hear, isn't it? And then something else comes out. <laughs> so you have a, a very musical family, all down the line forgive the yeah. point <laughs> <It's in your laughs> blood. yeah so yeah two of the boys um musicians um in fact we were we were doing something for we want i wanted to do something for instagram so david the youngest with his bandmate chris and sid who's my third one um we 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 played together and then my eldest son Fred is a filmmaker and so he said oh I'll, I'll film you and we'll uh, I'm going to put it on Instagram soon <laughs> yeah so yeah it's, it's great family creativity <laughs> where can people find you on Instagram What's um, your, uh... I'm under Rachel Dolly Mixture cool <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll just keep going through the songs. I, um, borrowed Time. Borrowed Time. I woke up the morning after. Uh, I don't know how much you know about politics in this country. It's been pretty grim recently. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, same so here. Left, yeah. The Conservatives got back in with, a, with Boris Johnson. And it was the morning after... We left Europe and I woke up and just felt so, so sad because the whole thing had been about separation, really. Um, yeah, so inspired. I called it, yeah, I called it cold morning at first because <laughs> it was freezing. I woke up and we'd left Europe and everything was looking very bleak. And um, so, yeah, it's about that. It's about feeling separate. Um, but there's a lot of good people in this world who are doing great things as well. So, yeah, mm. it's hopefully just a blip in our history. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember... Um because I lived in London for so long, I have lots of British friends and I was, I'm off Facebook now, but when I was on, you know, keeping in touch with all of them. And I remember just staying up all that night of the Brexit vote, just watching everybody. It was just heartbreaking. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think a lot of misinformation. Um, and people, some people 
it was, um, I, I imagine, a bit of a racist vote as well. But um, a lot of misinformation. People didn't know what they were voting for. I didn't really know what we were voting for, but I didn't want to leave Europe. Yeah. So the time period you were writing this album, when when did you start? So um, it was, yeah, I suppose I started about a year and a half ago and um, and carried on through when we were locked down um, to last summer. Yeah, I finished it last summer. So, yeah, that took about eight months or something like that yeah so lockdown was a creative time for you yeah <laughs> i found that to be the case as well i mean you're, you're stuck at home yeah. and you have this time to you know yeah. write with us. and a lot of table tennis because <laughs> we, <laughs> we set up our living room table just as a table tennis table and because we had the two boys living with us we my daughter was working in a supermarket, still is, and but she delivered all our shopping, so lots of beer and table tennis. <laughs> Were you listening to Stereo Labs ping pong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, we made the best of a crazy situation. We actually enjoyed being together. But yeah, I missed, we couldn't see much of my daughter and her children, which was sad. Um, and I wrote a song about that. We'll come to that song later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up is uh, the instrumental. Very wistful. Instrumental. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, again, just pictures of childhood and, and Wandlebury I called it Wandlebury is a, um, a, some woods in Cambridge uh, where we used to go a lot when we were kids and and um, yeah it's, a, it's Cambridge is pretty pretty flat but it's the only hills really <laughs> you can go up a bit of a hill and you get to these woods <laughs> what was it about I, I assume you have lots of instrumental music <laughs> if you're fooling around with garage band a lot i've yeah yeah i mean i i, I think it was steve's idea of thinking i can't i don't know what how to go with this um so really and he said just keep it as a, an instrumental it's nice how it is so yeah yeah cool so i I guess Easter song is the one that uh, is my, my daughter. <laughs> Good guess. Is that, when will we see you again? Is that the lyric? So, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I've got three grandchildren and um, we could only Zoom each other. Yeah. And um, very, it was very strange for them not being able to come in the house because, yeah. They only live in the next village, so it's they they've been part of our lives all their lives. Mm. So yeah, a very strange time for them. Um. So yeah, that was for them. (laughs) 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 
and that line will keep playing anyway. Just the table tennis, mad table tennis games we were playing. <laughs> so are you quite good at table tennis now? I got a lot better, but but I can't beat my I can't beat any of the others. I've had moments where it comes and then I lose it again. <laughs> <laughs> you should record a game on Garage Man. Well, it might, it, yes, it, yeah, might be too many swear words. <laughs> <laughs> and then the closing track, Look for the Gold, another one of my favorites on the album. Oh, and I, I really like the production on this. There's a bit in the middle, like where the cello seems to take over from the synth line and it just comes in and then it comes out. That was a really lovely moment. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I uh, did it again, started it on Garage Band and then added cellos. Um, and I wanted to make it as orchestral as possible. So I, I've actually got a viola I can play between my knees. <laughs> well, um, um, yeah, and it's a, a, about really whatever your circumstances looking for the gold and living your life um yeah it's most people go around complaining it's kind of what we do as human beings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah it's all the complaints wrong everything but just look for that the, the goal because life is short and live your life it's there's always great things happening <laughs> so the album's coming out is the... on the 29th of october ah all right yeah and what are your plans with it um well I don't know. It's coming out digitally, and we are also um, we're putting it out on CD as well for anyone who likes CDs. Still, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's quite nice to have something as well, isn't it? Yeah, I like to have. Um, yeah. Um, originally we did want to do vinyl but it just it depends if, if people want it really it would be nice to have have it in vinyl <laughs> all the pressing plants are backed up though right like oh, are they? months and months and months yeah i think everybody uh, wanted to put out vinyl <laughs> for the records they made over the pandemic yeah probably yeah 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 we were lucky we just got in there with the dolly mixture ones <laughs> I think we, yeah, it was just before lockdown. I can't remember. I think it was just before lockdown. We we had some more pressed. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Dolly Mixture? Looking back on it from now. Oh, uh, it was it's a major part of my life, and um, we're still really good friends. Me and the girls. Um, um, yeah, I, I guess it informed my life. 
we had some really good times and amazing that we had that opportunity. Um, it's not so easy these days. We could we could just pack up, pack pack in school and be in a band. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. <laughs> Um, yeah, we met all sorts of people and toured with lots of people. And I don't think it's quite so easy these days. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, we were very lucky. What are your favorite songs? Um, I well, I like listening to the album because it goes through the journey of. Dolly Mixture, uh, early songwriting, but I do like the later songs. I think I, I think we got better at, at writing. Um, um, so I do. I, I like that. Really like the last demos, and also songs like Whistling in the Dark and um, oof, my brain. Um, <laughs> oh, can't think of the name of the song. Um, Hang on, I just can't. Hang on, two seconds. <laughs> I've got an album here. <laughs> um, where is it? Wave Away. I ah. love Wave Away. Yeah. yeah, that's a really lovely one. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely Hester wrote that one, and it was, it was all, it was when um, it was quite shocking for us really because um, it was when Margaret Thatcher was about, and um, she went to war with the Falkland War with Argentina basically over the Falkland Wars of Falkland Islands, and it was very disturbing that we were at war it was like we thought well that didn't happen anymore <laughs> so yeah it inspired that song i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah i mean I, I guess there were wars going on anyway there was vietnam and stuff but in this country we nothing we didn't hear of that stuff through our childhoods and then suddenly yeah there's actual fighting going on and yeah it was, it was bizarre mm. Mm -hmm. can i ask you about a couple of my favorite dolly mr songs yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh remember this yeah i think we wrote it all together uh, um Hester wrote most of the lyrics. I think just it was quite wistful looking back, I guess, at, at what we'd done. Because at that time, it, it got quite difficult. Nobody wanted to sign off and gigs were getting harder to come by. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I think it was quite wistful looking back at what we've been doing how about step close now yeah and um, that's a debsy song debsy's lyrics i'm not sure what it's about 
<laughs> yeah. I just I was thinking about it yesterday. Like these songs have made so many of my mixed CDs over the years. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, great. <laughs> um, everything and more, probably. I'll just along with those two as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, again, we were feeling like we want we want to get on with this band and do well, and it's <laughs> more frustration. We used to sit in Hester's bedroom writing lyrics and writing songs together. We get ideas and bring them to the rehearsal, and and yeah. Yeah, we'd get quite down. And then one day we thought we had enough of feeling down and we wrote the grass is greener. <laughs> yes, let's not feel down anymore. <laughs> so are you going to do any gigs of for, for the new record? Well, I would like to. It's um, logistically quite tricky at the moment. Yeah. Gig wise. <laughs> um. I'm hoping my my boys might join in, and we uh, and we might play. <laughs> I haven't asked them yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd really be up for that if, if when if and when we can. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> so, any other thoughts on the record? Um. I just, I'm just really, really proud of it. It's, it's, it, yeah. The only, um, well, it's the only album I've ever made on my own, and then, and having Steve's input is very special. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just very special to me, and I just hope everyone else likes it too. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming on the show. Oh, pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Do pick up Picture in Mind when it comes out. October 29th, this is the release date. There's two songs from it up on Bandcamp in the meantime. As well, there's a Bandcamp page for Rachel and Steve Lovell's band, The Purple Pudding Claws. Check that out, too. Much appreciated if you want to give those young Southpaw singles I mentioned a listen. Let's see, what else is up? I wrote a piece for the Europe Comics website about the coolest cats in comics. That was published this week at europecomics.com. That was fun to write. You can check out all my writing at augstone.com. Thanks for listening. I'm going to play you out now with Down the Line from Rachel's new record. Until next time.
Just know you're strong.